0: You're listening to the
1: RSA Conference podcast where the world talks security. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this edition of our RSAC 365 podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Casey Zirkus, with the RSA Conference team. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I love to read. So when I saw that the Black Women in Cyber Collective had published a new book, Securing Our Future, I had to order a copy. I'm excited that it arrived this week. And today I am joined by three of the contributing authors who are going to give give us a little glimpse into the idea behind the book and speak as subject matter experts on the chapters that they contributed. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone that here at RSAC, we host podcasts twice a month, and I encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review us on your preferred podcast app so that you can be notified when new tracks are posted. And now I'd like to ask my guests to take a moment to introduce themselves before we dive right into today's discussion. Shanisa, over to you.
2: I'm Shanisa Cambrick. I'm a principal product manager with Microsoft. I'm part of the Black Women in Cyber Collective, thanks to Talia, our founding author, and excited to chat today.
1: And Mary.
0: Mary Galloway coming in from Las Vegas. I am a cybersecurity consultant right now. I also run a nonprofit and super excited to be here with some of the other authors to talk about the book.
1: And last but not least, as Shanisa mentioned, the founding
3: birth mother of the book and the Black Women Cyber Collective, Talia. Hi, my name is Talia Parker. I am a privacy and security engineer leader. I am also the founder of the BGIC Foundation, also known as Black Girls in Cyber. Um, And I am just so thrilled to be here and have these amazing women on the journey with me for this co-authorship.
2: It
1: is indeed a great collective, and I did start reading as soon as it arrived the other night, and um, while I haven't gotten through all of the chapters, I have read each of yours, so I'm excited to have that context to bring to our conversation. But as I mentioned, I want to talk about the inspiration for the book, and Talia, we know that this is another one of your brain children. Um, So talk to us about what was the inspiration for you that birthed this idea and why it came to be.
3: Yeah, I think having worked in this space for over 11 years now, um, I think there are some things that have remained pretty consistent in this space as minorities and that is the isolation. Um, So you often feel very lonely. There's also a lot of lack of awareness in the world of cybersecurity and understanding the many paths that you can take. And so I didn't really see something like this out there uh, that really kind of shared the individuality of women of color, as well as the diversity within our experiences. And so I thought, you know, it would be worthwhile to reach out to some of the top women in this space within my network. Um, And I was so thrilled when they say yes. And so I think that's what was missing from this space. It's kind of like... um, you know, removing the intimidation and just really boosting the encouragement for those who are curious or interested. Um, and I think the way we have written this book makes it a little bit more digestible and relatable. And I'm so glad we're able to kind of fill the gap for, for what was missing in this space.
1: I love that. And I love that, Mary, your chapter really took that theme that Talia was going for of, you know, having this collective space of very similar but unique experiences. And you really talked about, you know, having your own advisory team and the importance of that. Talk to us a little bit about who are the members of your advisory team and how we go about building that.
0: Um, So for me specifically, I've got folks like um, mentors, sponsors, um, mentors being those folks that I may need to go to for like one off support on a topic or an idea or I need some advice on something that's happening in work um, or in personal life. The sponsors being somebody that actually will vouch for me in places where i'm not they'll pull me along they'll put me into those rooms where i may not have um, a foot in there and they'll actually be there to bring me along with them a couple of other folks i've got my cheerleaders those are usually family and and friends um that are cheering me on in the background that are you know pumping me up keeping me excited um your mom right Yes, my mom is one of them. I loved
1: that, that your mom was like your initial cheerleader in the industry. That's fantastic.
0: She was interviewing at the company Accenture, and she told the interviewer, hey, my daughter just graduated. She needs a job. (laughs) And so that's how that happened. Um, And that's actually how I got my start in in the tech space to begin with. So um, having those core groups of people and you find those throughout your career. They change regularly. Mine have changed over the course of my career. But for me, it was folks that I felt comfortable with that I knew would give me constructive feedback um, when I was good and when I was bad. You know, when I needed to hear that the, the bad like, OK, you did this, but here's why it was wrong. Those kind of people, I keep those folks in my circle um, and I can reach out to them whenever I need to. Right. And I also give them something in return. So it's not just them giving me something. I'm also returning that friendship, that mentorship, that sponsorship, whatever it is, because it's it's not a one way street typically.
1: Right. Right. I love that. So the cheerleader, the mentor, the sponsor, the connector and the constructive trustee. Um, but I think also what struck me in your chapter was also your focus on self-care. Um, you said when you care for you, you give your mind, body and spirit permission to relax and be still. And I just love that. Can you talk to us maybe about some of the things that you do in your practice for self-care?
0: Um, so <laughs> my self-care practice stepped up significantly in 2022 and 2023, like I think most people's. And a lot of times that involves me stepping away from the laptop, Surface, the Chromebooks or whatever stepping away from work, stepping away from nonprofit stuff and just focusing on, um, I love to do Legos and puzzles and things like that. So that kind of stuff helps me take a break from that drama over there. And so I typically dive deep into my hobbies when I need that self-care because that really helps fuel me. That gives me the energy that I need to be successful. Wine making, we make wine here in Las Vegas. And so that's a part of that as well. Um, I'm an avid wine taster drinker. And so, um, while i don't encourage drinking if you have a problem with it that is one of the hobbies that i do gravitate towards because i like to do that and i get to see other people and be around folks um and then the usual spas you know get my nails done uh the girly stuff that makes me feel good about how i look is also a part of that routine
1: i love that Speaking of puzzles, we have a chug, which is, for those who don't know, it's a chihuahua pug. And there's also a children's book called uh, Doug the Pug, and he lives a fabulous life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is wonderful. But I got for Christmas a Doug the Pug thousand-piece puzzle. It is amazing, and we're waiting to tear into that to get that thing put together because we love doing puzzles as well. Oh, um nice. Yeah, yeah, and we're big fans of Legos, which we've talked about before, the Lego Masters show, so <laughs> lots in common. Uh, Shanisa, I was so touched by your chapter as well. Um, I think, you know, as much as I feel like I know Talia and Mary, I feel like I have such a, um, a close bond with you where you were my mentor through the Women in Cybersecurity program. And um, I just, <laughs> um, you, you just have a soft spot in my heart. And um, Same. I loved, thank you, thank you. But I loved your honesty. And of course, this little light of mine, um, I just was singing through the whole chapter, you just shining brightly, but you had said that In cyber, often when you come into these spaces and you're the minority, the tendency is to tiptoe around as if you're just happy to be here, refusing to ruffle any feathers or rock the boat. It's critical to challenge that thinking and remind ourselves and the organization that we are an asset and start showing up that way those are such empowering words. Talk to us about your brand building and, and sort of living and learning how to live that experience because that's not in your nature. It's not your natural place Not to in be my in. nature at all.
2: Yeah, especially being an introvert. But in the book, I talk about what's a defining moment for me where um, I was told that I would never be promoted beyond where I was because nobody knew who I was. Um, and I kind of attribute that to my introverted nature and that I didn't really speak out. I didn't really share about the accomplishments or about my personal goals, um, the things that I was achieving. And so when that happened to me, I made it my mission to have more confidence, to be able to share those successes and hopefully free up other people To the point where they can share their successes. Um, I've had people tell me they feel like, you know, when they share those things, maybe it's bragging, maybe somebody's going to think less of them because they do it. But I tell them, really think about this the opposite way. Like you free somebody up and you encourage them to say that I have some greatness in me and I want to share that with the world. So don't think of it as a negative, think of it as a positive. I love
1: that. And I love that because, you know, to go back to Talia's ambition with this book and, you know, with your nonprofit and really everything that you do, Talia, that is the message that you're trying to resonate and reverberate throughout your community. And I love that. Um, I really felt when I was reading your chapter, like, my goodness, the, you know, my mother used to always say to me, you just turn around and step in a rose garden. And I felt that when I was reading your chapter, like, you just seem to have this luck that follows you around, that you were able to really move from role to role with – um. It it felt like relative ease. So talk to me about maybe like was that the reality of things for you? Where you, were, do you turn around and step in a rose garden, and that's why you feel <laughs> compelled to share? Um, or you know, what's what's yeah. the real story there?
3: You know, that's such (laughs) that's such a pretty consistent response, you know, because uh, even like my husband or like my family, my mom, you know, they're they're always amazed when they see like good things happen. And they're like, you know, everything you touch, it just seems to just work. (laughs) Um, But it really isn't. That easy. It, it's a lot of hard work. Um, that happens behind the scenes. There are sometimes a lot of tears, you know. Like so, I, I experience all the things, you know, feeling defeated, you know. But what I've decided to do is to really lean into the things that. I'm sure of about myself, which is, you know, doing a self-assessment. I I understood that I was great with relationships. Like Shanessa, I'm an introvert (laughs) and very introverted, which I know it shocks a lot of people (laughs) because of the way I show up, but I'm super introverted. If you were to take a moment and spend time at my home, you'll just see that I just binge Netflix or read a book or something like I, You know, I, I get like that. But that helped me to be very great at relationships. It made me a little bit more genuine and allowed me space to be more vulnerable. And I think it's through those connections, through those relationships, it built trust in a way where people opened up to me. And so my connection to my success is really my relationships, you know, they say your network is, is, is your net worth. And I, that couldn't be more true, because that was really, you know, my story. But it doesn't remove the lack of difficulty um, that I experienced in the process. I think I just leaned into the things that I was actually good at.
1: And I so love and appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before we wrap up, I want to quote from Talia your dedication for the girls who feel like giving up. You belong. Your time is now. Yes, you absolutely can. You are smart enough. You are strong enough. You are deserving. Thank you so much for your collective effort to embolden and empower women and women of color to find their space in this industry. We all do belong here. There is room for everyone. Thank you for creating that space and opening the doors for others to follow you into that space. Talia, Shanisa, Mary, thank you again for being here. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. To find products and solutions related to professional development and workforce management and cybersecurity jobs, we invite you to visit rsaconference.com forward slash marketplace. Here you'll find an entire ecosystem of cybersecurity vendors and service providers who can assist with your specific needs. Please keep the conversation going on your social channels using the hashtag RSAC and be sure to visit rsaconference.com for new content posted here around. Until next time.